Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I'm Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, today is a very special day because today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. You know, on today, there is so many things that are happening in our world today, and if you do not or are not looking for the grace of God in all of this, you can very well lose yourself in the anger that the world is laying out right before us right now. All the anger and all the fear and all the frustration, everything that the people of the world turn their face to, we who are called by God to be disciples to his son, Jesus, we could very well lose our focus if we take our eyes off Jesus. We could be like Peter, getting out of the boat, having our total focus on Jesus, and then seeing the wind and begin to sink. Traveling pulpit family, I'm telling you, we are in a crisis. Not for, not, 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 not for what we are or who we are, for what the world is because the world is going stark raving mad and we're seeing it unfold right before our eyes so before you do so remember the promise you made when you came to Christ remember the communion you took with Christ And remember the sacrifice Christ took for your life. Because Christ said, and I quote, I may not get it right, but I quote, those who hold on to their lives will lose it. But those who lose their lives for my sake will find it again. Unquote. He said that. So as you see the world turns on the edge of night, I'm going into soap opera mode now. (laughs) But as you see the world lose itself, as you see, as you see the world just fall off the rails, it's as if watching a movie and they said, put on the brakes, put on the brakes and they break, break the brakes and hand it to the person and say, hey, you wanted the brakes. And they're out of control going down an expressway or going down a railroad tunnel in a railroad cart. The same way the world is doing the same thing, but you are not a part of the world. You are a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of a body believers that is greater than the world. Remember, Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It wasn't a rock. It wasn't a piece of a rock. It was the statement of admittance that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Remember that because that day is coming and that day is probably already here. I want to share with you real quick why we are in the situation we are in now. And I want for you to see this from the Bible perspective, not from from my perspective, but from the 
Bible perspective, because what has been given to me through the Holy Spirit, I want to share with you so that you may through the Holy Spirit see and also receive what was shared with me. Because I believe that when you study the word and you ask for wisdom, I believe that God gives it to all who ask. If you will, Genesis 4 talks about Cain and Abel. You see, after man ate the fruit in which he was told not to do, sin came into the world, causing all types of havoc and all types of destruction. Sin is an absolute nothing. You can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. But it causes all types of destruction. It is an absolute nothing. But God took an animal and he sacrificed it in the face, in the eyes of Adam and Eve. And he took the skin of the animal and he clothed their nakedness because they realized that they were naked. But he did not use the skin to close their nakedness. He took the blood to cover their sin. So God required a sin offering. And how does Cain and Abel come into this? Because Cain and Abel were told by their father and their mother what God had done. And I believe that God himself told them why he did this and the reason why he did this so that it could be shared with Cain and Abel. Cain being the firstborn and the oldest was a field worker. Abel was a shepherd boy. So when it came time to to sacrifice to God, Abel came with the fattened lamb sacrificed before God, a blood offering that God received from Abel. Cain just gave God some fruit and vegetables that did have not anything to do with a sacrifice. It was just something that he picked and felt that God would accept because he's the oldest child. And when God rejected him, Abel got angry. Abel got mad. And God told him, he said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And God gave him this stern warning. He says, and if you do not do well, Sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Am I talking to someone today? Am I telling someone that that if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door? Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Who am I telling this to today? Who is hearing this today? Well, Cain did not listen to God. He opened the door, and when he opened the door, sin came in. I believe what I'm about to tell you that the Holy Spirit revealed to me is the very thing that if you go to your Bible, I'm, t- I, I'm guaranteeing this. God will show you the same thing that he showed me because the Bible says that if we ask God for wisdom, he is just and willing to give it to us. 
So what I'm about to tell you came from the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come from the mouth of Vernon Sheridan. It came through the, the vessel of God who happens to be Vernon Sheridan. Cain spoke to his brother. And I believe that conversation went a little something like this. I need your help, Abel. What is it that you did that I didn't do that I can have my sacrifice accepted by God? And I believe Abel was the younger brother, but the in but in love with his big brother and wanted to help his big brother. I believe Abel told him. I will help you get your sacrifice accepted by God, because what dad told us was God requires a blood sacrifice. And I believe Abel took one of his lambs that day that Cain invited him out into the field. I believe Abel did not go empty handed. I believe Abel had the lamb. He had the tool. And I believe he was going to build the altar to help his brother get his sacrifice accepted. And you know what happened? Cain took the tool from his brother and killed his brother. Killed him. And that very same thing that happened that day is still happening today. When murder woke up out of its bed and did not brush its teeth and did not shave its, its head or its beard. When murder got up out of that bed, murder has not gone back to sleep. You see, sin has always existed, but within sin are so many houses. As God said, there are many mansions in his father's house. Well, sin has many houses and the house of murder has had its door wide open ever since this day. And everyone who opened their door or, 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 or goes to the, the, the door of, of murder has not come out alive. Think about it. Throughout the history, men like Abraham Lincoln, who signed the Emancipation Proclamation, murdered by his brother for helping his brother. Martin Luther King Jr., murdered by his brother for helping his brother. Malcolm X, murdered by his brother for helping his brother. John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy murdered by his brother for helping his brother. Now it has gone from helping his brother to just murdering anyone. Now it has gone from what happens in the street is now happening behind the badge. People are losing their minds and the house of murder is open for business. Murder, when it opened its door, it opened its door and its stock market at 100%. And it is the biggest business going under the banner of sin. Because the tongue murders, not just the weapon, the tongue murders. Weapon murders, looks murder. You've heard that old saying, if looks could kill. Yeah. You see, murder is the biggest thing that sin has. Yes, sin is big. It is broad. It is absolutely nothing, but it causes all types of destruction. How do you defeat sin? How do you defeat murder? 
accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It will not stop sin from opening its door to you, but it will change your life so that you will see differently the way of the world and how sin's destruction has once tried to destroy you. But now you have given your life to Christ and now you are a disciple and a servant to the most high God. Now your life is being saved. Remember what, what, what uh, first Corinthians one eighteen says for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So therefore, as we are seeing on the news, let us not lose hope. Let us not lose our faith. Let us not lose our sight on Jesus. Just as Peter got out of the boat. And had his focus on Jesus and walked on water, but saw the wind. So too, can we do the same? So my encouragement to you, traveling pulpit family, do not give up on the admittance to being a servant, to being a disciple, to being a follower of Jesus Christ. Do not give up. Do not give in. Yes, sin is creep, creep is, is crouching at your door. It does want you to open it so it can open its door. But I promise you, the Lord says that he will not leave us nor forsake us. And he has not. King David says that he was young and that he is, is he was young and now he is old. He's never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. And I don't believe our father will do us the same way. I believe our father has a plan. He has a plan for his children. And I'm asking you traveling pulpit family, who are God's children? Are you a child of God? I'm not telling you to share this message Simply because I want something from you. No, I'm asking you to share this message because you are a child of God. And a child of God will share with others the message from God. This is just the message from God. It The only benefit I receive from this is knowing that the Holy Spirit has, is using me to deliver this message to you. You know, at the traveling pulpit, we don't do three points in a prayer here. We do the word and the word is Jesus. We don't do singing and dancing and hoop line. We just do the word and the word is Jesus. The traveling pulpit is for you to take the word of God with you while you're on the go. And this is the word of God today. I want you to understand that the days that the Lord has spoke of are coming. They are here. They will, they will not turn back to the way things were, the way things once was. These are the times that we are in and we have to adjust to those times. I drove by um, my family and I drove by a church this, this afternoon and, and I called its name and I said, Oh wow, look, I can't believe we're passing this church. Well, when I did a closer inspection, I just realized it was a brick building, a good looking brick building that is not being used because the church 
is where we are. It's inside of us. Christ told Peter out in the open with his 11 other disciples and those following him. They were out in the open. They weren't, they weren't, they didn't have a roof over their head. They were out in the open. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What building was he occupying? What light bill did he have to pay or parking garage did he have to fill or message that he had to charismatically speak to keep the money flowing inside the building? Christ has said upon this rock. That statement of faith that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. That statement of faith right there has impacted our lives, has impacted the world. And it will it will not be taken away. For that reason, Peter has instructed us in the book of first Peter, uh, the third chapter down at the 14th, 15th verse. He says these words. Always. Be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that you that is in you or the hope that you have. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good, good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. There was an incident because of the, the mask situation that we're under. My daughter and I was asked, why aren't we wearing masks? Well, for one, we're outdoors. We were, I guess, what they are considering socially distant. So we were nowhere near this woman, but it was her concern to try and embarrass us. And, you know, she may have felt reason to do so. But the point being is that we were outside. We were away from everyone. We were talking amongst ourselves and she approached. See, this is the world. This is what I'm talking about. Now, there was a door that I could have opened and I could have done. I, sin could have done its work in me. But we politely excused ourselves so that the foolishness is upon her. If we are wrong, God deal with us. But we did not open that door. I did not open that door. And for that reason, I gave a defense for the faith that I have. I said last week, be the Bible that some people need. And if necessary, use words. Perhaps I was the Bible that that, that woman needed. I understand she's filled with fear. The world is filled with fear. But if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed and behold, the new has come. I'm just saying these things so that you will be prepared. So that you will be able to make a defense. And if necessary, use words. Because the day is coming. And the day is already here. 
that we who are Christ followers, we who are Christ disciples, who are going to be looked at now more differently, more, more microscopically to try to find something in us because we're not part of the world. Jesus said, be of good cheer for he has overcome the world. But while we are still in this world, we're going to face trial and tribulation. And no, no march is going to stop murder. No, no type of legislation is going to stop murder. Nothing but the power of God itself is going to put murder to death. The only thing. So you can have all the marches you want. You can have all the fame and the 15 minutes of fame that come with it. But nothing, I'm telling you, absolutely nothing is going to put murder to death but God. He's the only one. No one is going to stop sin but God. And I tell you this. It's all over the news all the marches, all the rioting, all the protesting, all of the, the, the news that is going on right now. We are seeing sin at its best work. But just when we think that we're seeing its best work, keep looking up because it's going to get. And I'll leave it at that. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you for allowing me to come and just spend a few minutes with you today to just share and to pour into you the goodness of God and his message through his son, Jesus, to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and, and sit with you and conversate with you and be with you. Traveling Pulpit family, I have written a book. I've written a book. I am now an author. It is called The Hill of Our Salvation. It can be found on Amazon paperback and also Amazon Kindle. But not only that, I am working on another book. Another book that deals with the, the life of someone who grew up in a difficult household, but how the Holy Spirit helped him overcome. Traveling Pulpit Family, I am also working on a website so that it will be possible for you to go to that website to hear messages, to buy the books that are being that are being displayed and 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 also to to also to give a testimony to give a defense for what the Lord has given to you to be an interactive part of each other. I want to build a, a, a connection with you because this is a global church. The body of Christ is global and I want to be able to, to have that experience with you. These are things that I didn't ask God for, but these are the things that God has, has, has pointed me towards. And he has anointed me to do these things. So as the Lord leads, I will follow. Why? Because I am a disciple. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And my life is not my own because my life belongs to Christ. 
Well, that's my time traveling pulpit family. I've said what I needed to say. I'm going to get off here. I'm going to get ready for the next week's message. I'm going to get ready to do the things that that need to be necessarily done so that we can stay in constant connection and communication with one another. But if you need me, reach out to me, the traveling pulpit at gmail.com. I post on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I also am on um um, what is the, uh, wherever you get your podcast, you can find me there also Apple, Google, Spotify, you know, there are many ways to, to reach, reach out and I'll reach back. I love you. I look forward to doing this with you on next Saturday, the Sabbath, whether you hold the Sabbath or not, God died for all, all days. So all days matter to him, but Saturday, the Sabbath is a day that has been chosen to do this and I'm doing it. So with that being said, I'm going to say goodbye for now. I love you and peace be with you.